If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, bench warmers uh, around the world of all ages, the internet. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 170, we are still live throughout the playoffs of the NFL. Uh, no team has, we no longer have any dog in the fight. I don't know. I guess we can kind of claim San Francisco because of because of the high school ties. But I'll be honest with you, this is not the matchup I was hoping for uh, going into championship week. It did do some interesting things in the pick'em, so we have some stuff to talk about. We're obviously going to uh, recap. I think it's it's nice the way that we're doing this because a lot of shows went on right after the championship game. We were on talking the gridiron during the end of the, the NFC championship game. There's a lot of stuff that you miss with that close view, and now we've had a couple days to talk about it. We'll just recap the games. We'll save all of our preview and everything till next week. We'll also try and hit all of our other sports because obviously next week is going to be dominated by a little thing called the Super Bowl. Uh, the Super Bowl is going to be kind of important. Those, and for us not getting tomorrow is the, the big game. Yeah, the, 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 big, the big game. That's all I'll say. The big, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know how they can – it makes no sense how they're able to own something like that. But I guess they're, they're able to. It's the NFL. They'll be able to do whatever they want until the end of time. That's it, why they have to play such a Super Bowl. That's, they can do whatever they want, Jimmy. Uh, be sure before we get into everything, follow at FEOTV pod, subscribe on both our YouTube channel and also check us out on the variety sports network, whether you're watching us there or here, we appreciate it. We'd appreciate a subscribe, uh, you to subscribe, follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating and a review comment down below. Uh, we're always looking for more opinions to bring into the show. We have guests on pretty frequently people that we've always, we know can talk sports, um, and we do some pretty interesting things. So if you're just tuning in, if you're coming on live, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to like. Uh, we got uh, the big game, number 58 of the big game coming up next week. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out. But we know the teams that are going to be playing, and uh, we can just basically start by breaking it down. We'll go conference by conference. Uh, CBS, Fox, this year we had Tony Romo, Jim Nance, Greg Olson, and I can't remember. I think it's Kevin Burkhart. Uh, or somebody like that is is his partner over on Fox. We're starting on CBS with the AFC Championship game. Uh, outcome that we both well, I guess this is this is the outcome that I picked, and and this is probably the lesser of my two evils. Even though I'm not necessarily looking forward to Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs being in another um, Super Bowl position, but the the championship game for the AFC, the narrative surrounding the game is Lamar Jackson, this Ravens team, just. They, they didn't have the maturity to be able to go through what, what they had to get done to win this game. And Lamar Jackson continues to be just that much short. Now, I don't know what else we can – it's got to be put on him at this point because he has a new contract. He has an offensive coordinator. They drafted a receiver in the first round. They brought in Odell Beckham. Like, they've done basically everything that he's tried to hold the team hostage for over the past two seasons. Yet, here we sit. Kansas City is able to get the win 17-10. to 10 over the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Um, disappointing, to say the least. I, I don't know. What were your feelings watching this game well, and, and seeing your division rival uh, go on? Look, look. I, I want to put this out there as we started talking about this subject right off the bat because I saw a lot of fucking Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey posts all over my Instagram. And look, as a Denver Bronco fan, as a person who lives in Denver, Colorado, who, who, who has been born to hate the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers, do not tell me. 
to, to not hate this team. Plain and simple. The, 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 all the people saying, suck on that, haters. All you Taylor Swift fans that just started watching football this year, you did not go through the trials and tribulations of Jimmy's Bengals, who's never won fucking anything, and my eight years of not of, of not making the playoffs, okay? You came along for the Super Bowl ride of a lifetime, and you're sucking it up, okay? So, I, look, I have nothing, nothing against Taylor. I like her, some of her music. I have nothing against Travis Kelsey, the individual, the person. I think he's very entertaining. I think Jason Kelsey is very entertaining. I have everything in the world against the red and yellow in Kansas City. Okay? So and Mahomes. That. And, and Mahomes. Put that out and look, there. And look, I have, like I said, nothing against Mahomes a person. He's done a lot of great things for the community. I have nothing against the person. Yeah. It's, not him. it's not him. It's, 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 it's the people it's around the fucking, him. It's the people around him. And it's, it's the way he fucking annihilates everyone in this league. Okay? There's only two quarterbacks in the history of Patrick Mahomes that beat him in the playoffs. One is the GOAT, and the other one is your quarterback, okay? So we'll talk about Purdy and, and what his chances are of beating this man. But if you, are, if you can win a Super Bowl during this era, it's going to be behold something because this man is on a whole different level. So I don't hate that Taylor and Travis Kelsey are together, okay? I'm hating the fact that these motherfuckers keep doing this shit to me after uh, after the Broncos at one point were the most successful team in this division for a very, very long time. But now we're the fucking laughing stock of it, okay? That's why I hate this team. That's why I'm hating on Taylor coming up on my screen. That's why I'm doing all this. So I need to get that out plain and clear because it's it's stupid. People telling me that I, I, I how to think because oh you need to love Taylor. They're they're doing great things, bringing women and men together. No! Fuck no! I, I no! I hate the Chiefs. No! If Taylor Swift was dating Joe Burrow or fucking Christian McCaffrey, hell yeah, brother! Get show Taylor every chance you fucking get. I love it, baby. Could no, she's not. She's not dating one of them. No, she's dating one of my arch rivals and the team that I hate. Yeah. So, so, so I, look, I yeah, I, she's she picked. Uh, I you cannot look if if you're hating Taylor and Travis Kelsey because they're fucking. I don't know because for for political reasons or whatever the fuck, not your own problem. But my own, and I always wanted to make it clear, my own agenda is that I hate that organization with with every ounce of my fucking passion, and 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 that's why I hate it. Okay, and, and it's nothing to do with with Taylor personally. It has nothing to do with Travis personally. It's about and look, I hope by God's mean that that t- this Taylor Swift relationship means Travis Kelsey's going to retire sooner or later because he doesn't have to because of all the money he's going to be making between the two of them. Like I, I, I just it, it's it's flat unfathomable for people telling me how to fucking think as a Broncos fan. Uh, especially if you're a Broncos fan, a Raiders fan, a Chargers fan, wanting to fucking be happy for them because I'm fucking not. Okay? I'm not. I'd be happy for them if, if, like I said, I'd be happy for Taylor if she was fucking dating Christian McCaffrey, dating someone that I like, someone for a team that I could care less about. But no, she's dating one of the best players, one of the best tight ends, if not the best tight end in football, on a team that, that I play twice a year. Not I, but my team plays twice a year and that I hate every single year. So that I needed to get that out there because it was absolutely unfathomable. Without Instagram stories, I saw a random chicks I followed that I knew in high school and college. I just decided to post the Taylor and Travis Kelsey picture. I wanted to throw up. It, it was quite a bit. And uh, I will say I got lucky on the spectrum of, of dating a Swifty in that my girlfriend, it, she, Raleigh, is not like totally gung-ho on, on all of this. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, which is, I think, the normal normal behavior. There's a lot of the conspiracy videos are funny. That I, that's the one thing I'll say. The trends that I see, the comedy that's making fun of it is hilarious, especially because 
you know those people are going to see those videos and not understand the irony and think that people are backing them up, and it's going to continue. And we're going to have – here's the thing. We have two whole weeks of this, two whole weeks, and we get an entire week where neither team is out there, and they're getting ready for the Pro Bowl. The goddamn the, – The Pro Bowl This is going to be – they're doing stuff today as we're reporting. Like today was the skills competition. I didn't even know that until it pulled up on my pull up on my Twitter feed that Gardner Minshew was there representing the AFC quarterbacks. That's all you needed to know. Well, of course, Uncle Rico's always going to be out there. Um, the Baltimore thing. It was interesting to me the way that they just shifted their. It's almost like the Chiefs were so far in their head that they abandoned everything that they've done the entire season. They were punch you in the face, run straight downhill at you. And Lamar is is using his legs to set up the pass. They didn't do any of that. They've tried to put him into drop back passing situations I, again. I believe the statistic was they ran five designed run plays. Five. 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 Not, this not is the number one team. rushing team in the five. NFL or, or top five rushing team in the NFL. Yeah, this is designed that's what run we're talking plays. about. It, it is utterly ridiculous that this team look and, and I'm not and I'm not I'm I give more not not blame, but more kudos to the Chiefs on how good they are of beating anybody they put in front of them than the Ravens' disaster, because I still think the Ravens are still a damn good team, but they're just not to that level. But to do that type of performance is eye-opening, absolutely eye-opening. You're, you're, look, your defense kept you in the game, plain and simple, right? Your defense kept you in the game, kept it, kept it under 20 points. And like I said, what, what did I say during the regular season? What, how did the Broncos keep, keep – the first game that they played against the Chiefs a game and how they beat the Chiefs second game. They kept them under 15 points. And if you can keep the Chiefs under 15 points, and you gotta hope your offense can can score more than 20 points, you'll be able to win most of the games. And the Ravens just look, I, I don't I don't know if it was I don't I don't know exactly where where, where the offense court it had to be a game plan thing. Spot. It had to. It had, no, I don't, I'm not going to say gambling thing. I'm not. Look, I, no, I, game, I plan, really game plan thing. Game, game, plan. game plan thing. Yeah, absolutely. And trying to prove that he's suddenly different because I, I was I was blown away when I saw Isaiah Likely in the back of the end zone put up his hand like he's open in triple coverage. This isn't necessarily just hand. It was, the receivers weren't getting open. The, the receivers, when they thought we were open, weren't open. The running, the offensive line was not giving them a ton of help. Like, like, look, this Chiefs defense is very, very good. They're zero to nine, but they have they have a couple All Pro guys, and they're they're secondary is probably the, the best in the NFL. And and Jarius Need is is awesome. There's zero doubt how good they are, but you cannot tell me that the number one rushing offense in the league or decided, to, ah, you know what, fuck it, let's try something else. Last week's year, everything's online. Super Bowl online. Legacies are online. Look, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, if he wants to put him in that Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow uh, status, has to get to the Super Bowl. The motherfucker has only been to the AFC Championship, plain and simple, okay? He, he's won one, won one playoff game where, frankly, he'd be a lesser team than the Texans, and the Texans gave him the biggest scare of his life in the first in the first half, where they could have easily, with a lot more talent and a lot more um, years of experience under their belt, could have beat them in Baltimore the week but here they are. They lost to a team that's the defending champs and on an absolute tear of a run right now. And look, I, 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 I think that the Ravens can figure it out. But it, when you talk about talent wise, it, it's their their biggest weapon on offense was still gone. Like still not one hundred percent there. And it was Mark Andrews. I don't trust OBJ in your fucking twelve. I don't trust Rashad Bateman. Zay Flowers, heck of a rookie year. Uh, he too costly. Costly penalties and turnovers that nailed the coffin, nailed the coffin, fumble the ball on the one yard line, and then you you cause a you stand over the guy 
with, with when you're driving down the field and, and kick your team out of field goal range? I mean, like that's not a number one receiver in my mind. They don't have a number one receiver still in my mind. If you were if you were the, the Baltimore Ravens, I know plug your ears for this, Jimmy. You need to go get a number two on a team, like a T. Higgins of sorts, like a maybe Cord Sutton of sorts, and see if they can be number one guys. Because you do not have that on your roster. OBJ cannot do that at this point. He is a great number two, number three option. And Zay Flowers is a great speed option, but he's not scaring anybody. So you need to figure it out. And like I said, look. I don't understand what the game plan for this Ravens defense was either with leaving Travis Kelsey that wide open. You have one of the best coverage linebackers in, in football and Patrick Queen. And you said, no, nope, you know what? Let's put a safety over the top because that's that because, you know, a five foot fucking 11 safety can guard six foot five Travis Kelsey down the seam every play. I, 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 it's it was it was an absolute troll job. I, I I don't know. It's it's just funny to me that the, obviously the Ravens defense corner even got a job. He got, he's the head coach now for Seattle. Like I don't understand how you game plan that poorly for 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 a team where you know where the ball's going, you know where the ball's going. It's the it's that it's the it's the most receptions between a duo in, in NFL history, more than Jerry Rice, more than Tom Brady, Gronk, Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes is the leading quarterback receiving duo for receptions in NFL history, history. And you he said, knows- no, you know what? Single coverage over the safety on top. I, 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 it blows my mind. Blows my mind. It, it's been coming for a while. We this this has been all season. It's been talked about, and people tried to put the the Chiefs out of it. As long as they were in the playoffs, they have enough of the bones around them, like the coaching. Um, I I would say that this is probably going to be the biggest upset of any of their championship runs, Super Bowl runs that they've been on in this stretch. But if they're the next team to go back to back since the 01 or 03, 04 Patriots, they're the, the next team. They've solidified this as their dynasty era. And um, uh, you, can, you can probably already say that it I, is, it's, but you, it's three Super Bowls in the span of five years. And um, it's been to four in the last five years. Like it's, 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 it's literally been the, the epitome of excellence. And look, what Brady did for a lot of years, I thought would never be touched because for consensus, consistently the Bills are winning their division. So at least the AFC, or sorry, not the Bills, the Patriots were in the AFC championship. No one could touch them. I don't look, I, this is Mahomes' era and it's not even close. And look, I think I'm not, and I'm not comparing Mahomes to Brady, but we look at talent wise, you can argue and say that he may be on the talent of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, especially if he wins his third ring. And, and I, and I hate saying that, but I think it, it's come to realization that he's at that point because even Brady throughout his career had, had stretches where people won Super Bowls in your conference in the eight years, in the eight years that, 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 Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFL. One quarterback has won the Super Bowl out of his conference since Tom Brady. And he's been retired for felt four, three, two, or for a full year now and been out of the conference for three full years. So if you were an AFC team, yours and mine alike, and you were able to win a Super Bowl in the Patrick Mahomes era, it's a fucking massive win. Massive win. Plain and simple. Because this is this – is, and, and, I, and I love comparing it to basketball because I think basketball is a very, very easily comparable. It's LeBron James in the East. With the heat, plain and simple. Where if you got to the NBA Finals in the East with LeBron in the East, it's a fucking throw a fucking parade. It is a surprise that you're there, plain and simple. And like I said, you don't know. Like I said, unfortunately for you and for the Bills and for, for the Ravens, you don't know how long this window is going to be open. 
But you don't know if Patty Mahomes can do this for fucking 10 more years. You don't know if he can do this for 15 more years. You have no idea. Because of the longevity of quarterbacks, especially with the with the, with what Mahomes is doing right now, basically being untouched every game and not getting hit. Like it's 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 scary and scarcity for teams in the AFC to think that, like I said, this championship window with who you have right now, it may be better to tank while this guy's in head. Plain and simple. It 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 may suit teams like the Colts, like the Broncos, like the fucking Raiders to to to, to tank for fucking two to three years and then try to go at it when he's older. Because there when it comes to the postseason play, like I said, only two quarterbacks have done it. Only two quarterbacks have done it in eight years. And and, and it, it is wild to me that anybody else, for that matter, and, and it's going to be very, very tough for you to, for Joe Burrow to do it twice. It, it, it's it's just that that's how good he is right now, plain and simple, because when it comes to the postseason play, no one turns the lights on, loves the lights turned on brighter than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I want to see what it's like after they have to rebuild this because Kelsey isn't going to – he's not going to be able to be around much longer playing tight end. Once they get that first wave, because I assume he's going to be there for a couple of iterations of the team, I'd like to see. And Andy Reid's coming up. You, yeah. you got to think that he's close too. If if they win, does he go out as a two time, you know, two time Super Bowl champion? Would would be something. He's already up there in status. Let's switch over to the NFC Championship game. We got a lot to discuss here too. The Detroit Lions got out to a huge start, up twenty four to seven at halftime. A um, couple. Of, Interesting situations, couple made calls uh, in different spots, and we all know what what ends up happening. Uh, there we go. Uh, shout out to Fat Boy Fadeaway out there in uh, the West Coast on in California. Hey, hey, by, by the way, Fat Boy Fadeaway, we'll talk about later in the show. But thanks for injuring and beat entirely and getting us Denver fans all the fucking hate for for, for now us being to, ones to blame because of him playing through injury. So thank you, Kaminga. Thank you, Warriors fans, for 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 making the whole internet turn on us yeah no that, that's awesome yeah he, he was gonna he was looking for an excuse to duck anyways but that's you're right that's coming up later in the show sticking with the nfc championship um this was a lot of grit it's a lot of determination and this makes it's not a surprise that the san francisco 49ers are in this situation where they're uh in the super bowl again I think that they wouldn't have wanted it any other way where they get to go up against Patrick Mahomes. They were leading him by 10 with 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter of the last time. And it, it all fell apart. Garoppolo couldn't make the big throws when they needed. Defense couldn't get a stop. And Kyle Shanahan, um, he's done it once now, but he does not have a track record of being able to come back. This is the best opportunity he's going to have to get out on top of the Chiefs team. But uh, his team struggled, and they've struggled ever since they, they came back in the divisional round. First first half against the Packers was awful. First half against the Lions was just as bad. I thought Detroit, it, obviously I felt like it was going to become a closer game in the second half, but all Detroit needed to do, a couple more plays. You tweeted it from our account. You kick a field goal. And if, if you kick a field goal in one of those two situations, you don't give up all the momentum. Oh, yeah, and you keep it either tied or you extend your lead to 10 instead of 7. That's an I, awful idea. Look, there's, there's statistics – and saying, you know what, we're a high percentage of fourth down statistics. And then there's common sense. Common sense is saying, you know what, instead of a two-possession two score, we can make it three. Oh, shoot, hold on. That means with <coughs> – let me do the math right. With about 10 possessions per half, probably less, probably eight to nine possessions per half, especially in the playoffs, where, where, where each team total will, 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 touch, will touch at least combined eight times. 
If we can kick this to three scores, especially with late in the third quarter, there's a very good chance at minimum you get to overtime. At minimum. At minimum. Like, like, like look, I don't know if, 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 if Badgley was, was, was fucking injured or something. I Look, you had the Palm – Detroit had the Super Bowl in their palm of their fucking hands. They had a rematch of the opening night game in the palm of their hands. Everything was going right. You were running the ball down their throat. You, they, uh, Chase Young was looking like a child out there, not even finishing plays in the first half. You, you, were, you were slowing down McCaffrey to only under 40 yards rushing the first half. And then you decide, ah, you know what? We're Detroit. <laughs> we're not supposed to be in the Super Bowl. I, we, have, I, we have never been in the Super Bowl. Not now, not never. I saw I saw a funny TikTok the other day. It was like Detroit uh, praying for a Super Bowl and God saying, you know what? You guys deserve a win today. And then and then the gods look down and be like, uh, yeah, you guys, Detroit, you deserve a win today. And the reality it was actually the Detroit Pistons being the Oklahoma City Thunder, breaking their 15 game losing streak. But no, the, they were like, no, we want the fucking Lions. Well, this is what you get. You get the you get the Pistons. Beggars can't like be it. choosers. Look, I, 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 I cannot put. I cannot. I cannot blame uh, uh, Lions fans for being upset. But all kudos goes to the 49ers as well. Because look, yeah. I, I, Brock Purdy has made a believer out of me, and 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 and, and, I, and I have I'm not going to sit here and say he's a top five quarterback because I still don't think he's a top five quarterback. But he is definitely a top ten quarterback, and he's a guy that he's done a great job, great job with what he has. He's done an absolutely, he's done a better job than than some guys in this league have. Plain and simple, because I still think this is the most talented roster in football. I still think that offensively, defensively, top to bottom, you look at the guys on this team, it's going to go down to some of the best players to play in this generation. And and I and Purdy has done an excellent job of not making mistakes and getting the ball to the right people. And that's one thing as a quarterback that Jared Goff didn't do. That's one thing as Lamar Jackson didn't do. That's one thing Josh Allen didn't do. They did not get the ball to the guys and make the right plays at the right time. Brock Purdy has absolutely done that. And, and like I said, you get the ball to your playmakers and don't make mistakes. And as Tyler <laughs> loved to say, the game manager in him comes out with being smart of how, how to use it all. He's done an excellent job at that. And like I said, that team is way too talented to not be in the Super Bowl. They should be. And I don't know what the odds are. The odds are pretty out for the Super Bowl, but I would guess that they're, that they're the slight favorite because of how talented this team is. And I – and like I said, it's going to be a home game for them next week. It's going to be a home game for them next week. This 49ers team is way too damn good top to bottom. And and like I said, all of our ties to this team makes me happy, makes me happy for them. I would have liked Detroit because I like underdog stories, but let's be honest with ourselves. Detroit said no fucking chance. <laughs> Detroit, Detroit. The, the, the team that I saw in the second half for the Lions would have lost by 40 points to the Chiefs. This yeah. team for the 49ers that played in the second half – uh, can go to toe to toe very easily because top to bottom, this team was running up and down the field all second half long. But think of, and by the way, you were correct. Uh, San Francisco's two point favorite uh, as it currently stands. We're a ways out, but the line is out. Um, imagine what Dan. What, here, here's what now a fun hypothetical we can play. What would Dan Campbell have done if they made it to the Super Bowl? What, would he have eaten a hat like live on the sideline? He's just so jacked up that he just takes his hat off and he starts it from Bill and just swallows the entire thing whole. Uh, does he have a gallon of coffee that day just to try and slow his heart rate down because he's so jacked up? What do we think Dan Campbell would have done if they actually made it to the Super Bowl? Because the NFC Championship was too big of a stage. That was what, what I think was proven. He, You outthought yourself. You outthought yourself, and, and that's where this conversation comes from because people are – 
I told people on, on talking to gridiron, if you're going to sit here and say, if you're going to sit here as a Detroit fan and complain about Dan Campbell, when they just made it to the NFC championship on the three year anniversary of him being hired, I said it on Sunday, go fuck yourself. Yeah, That's you, you have nothing to complain about right now. Yes. You could be upset. And yes, they were bad decisions, but you were in a spot that you have not been in forever. Forever. Yeah. And, and you were Dan, close. You, that was the closest you've ever been to winning. Dan Campbell will learn from this. He absolutely will learn from this. This is this is an experience. This is an experience that sucks right now. But he is absolutely going to learn from this, and hopefully, this, this is a team that can turn not turn around, but continue doing this and continue getting to the NFC Championship and hopefully winning it. But like I said, this this was the not immaturity, but the, the young coach and Dan Campbell just wanting to fucking go for it. Plain and simple. There's there's going for it. Then there's being smart and getting your team to a Super Bowl when you have this this great opportunity ahead of you. And Dan Campbell, unfortunately, was not ready for for that. And he's going to learn from this. And like I said, Dan Campbell is absolutely the right guy for Detroit. If Detroit is, is even considering moving on, it's fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But there is zero doubt that I did not – I saw some Brandon Staley. Yeah, well, that's- I, I absolutely saw some Brandon Staley at Los Angeles Chargers vibes because, like I said, throwing games away – with chances to go to the Super Bowl, like I said, there's a there's a handful of teams that have never been to Super Bowl, never been. No, they're, the, they're the only the only one. No, there's there's no been been to never been been to. Oh, been to. Yeah, Texans have never been. Oh no, like, and the and the Texans, Titans. it's the Lions yeah, and the Texans, but the Lions Jaguars, are the only Jaguars one that aren't an expansion team. Like, there's there's a couple teams but out there that very very few, I'm, but like it's only it's very, only very one that's been a franchise for the entirety of the NFL. For that, that's that's what it is. Um. I, I think that this is a moment where we can sit here and I'm we're I'm going to pat us on the back. We should just listen to ourselves. I don't think that we did, but uh, I said it after that first round of the playoffs and with the Browns game. When you get to the playoffs, your holes and your weaknesses don't go away. They actually get magnified. And in hindsight, that game where he went for it on for, on the the two point conversion four times in a row, that was the downfall. I thought that it was going to be the learning experience there, and no, he doubled the fuck down. And he lost his ass. That's okay, because we all know Dan Campbell loves getting knocked down. I just think back to that Hard Knocks clip in the season where he was hired, and he's out there doing the up-downs with his team because he's trying to prove a point. Like, I, I'm doing this because I'm I'm the one who had a mental error, so I got to do my my up-downs, my burpees with you guys. That's what I picture Dan Campbell. He's just in the Lions facility and doing burpees because he's like, yep, that was on me. That It was totally 100%. I, I mismanaged everything and did not give us the best chance to win. Because there's nothing to say that whether they kick the field goals or not, San Francisco, like we've been saying, is a damn good team, most talented. If you're going to pick a team to come back from that situation this season, it's it's the San Francisco 49ers. Well, uh, here's the thing about the Chiefs. If the Chiefs get down by enough with their offense this year, I think that you can. there's a point where you can make the gap too wide for them. Um, San Francisco, I think – as long as they're healthy enough, they get lucky too. Like the Ayuk play doesn't happen. But the other thing on that play is if that catch doesn't happen, there's still a penalty flag for pass interference down there. So it was going to be a big play no matter what. It just happened to be the momentum catcher, but it was still going to be – there were just a lot of mistakes that were made. And, 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 that, and, and, that's, and that's why I like the Lions fans have nothing to gripe about. Because like I said, you're playing with house money. It's 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 the old saying in poker you're playing with house money. You've you fucking won the lottery, okay? You won the lottery. You have a quarterback, you have a head coach, you have a team that is a fucking contender. 
Okay. I have zero doubt in my mind that the Lions are contender, Super Bowl contender going forward. Zero doubt about it. They are a real menace to be had in the NFC going forward. But this team is not there yet. And and, and that's and, and it's unfortunate that it had you had to realize it like this, especially being it, look, it would have been way better <laughs> for them to get their ass handed to them. <laughs> way better to lose by 40 points and, and, and be and, and just get shell shocked. See, we really had no shot. We we but did our darndest. You had a shot, and that's the worst that's the worst part about it. Is you had it in the palm of your hands, you just let it go. Uh, I think the good thing and and partial here's the good thing that came out of the loss and the way that it happened is I think that's the reason why Ben Johnson decided not to take any of the other jobs out there. Um, And we also were mentioning Bobby Slowick because the, he's the offense coordinator for the Texans. He's also decided he's going to come back next season to work with CJ Stroud. Um, It's interesting. It's cool because you normally don't get to see coaches stick around. Like if Arthur Smith, think about what Arthur Smith could have done with a couple more years in that Titans team. You got him to the, NFC or AFC championship as a wild card team. If he was there the next year and able to, to get even more solidified with that scheme, that team could have been, could have been real. It could have been the next team instead of the chiefs. I look, I it's, it's, it's crazy. Coaches more and more these days are taking, seeing what happened with the Hackett situation, seeing what happened with some, with, with the brand Staley position and seeing that, you know what, like, or coaches are seeing this and being like, you know what, like, I think I'm very happy where I'm at right now. And like, it, it's better to, and look, this coaching cycle next year, I said it last week, this coaching cycle next year could be absolutely monumental because Vrabel, Belichick um, and, 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 and Ben Johnson and Slowick and all these coaches have a possibility for great openings, great openings. Cause there are a lot of contenders that head coaches are on the boiling hot seat. The Bengals, the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Cowboys, you you name it, Eagles, like you name it, there is going to be a multitude of head coaching opportunities next year where good teams will be available if they fail to do what they did again this year and, and lose yeah. to Patrick Mahomes, the Bills, for instance. Like there's there's so many teams out there that, with opportunities out there. And I think Vrabel, I, I don't know if Bill, Bill's going to come back, but I guarantee you Vrabel will be back. I think Vrabel saw that and be like, no, I'm not going to go to fucking Seattle and play the fucking 49ers twice a year. I'm going to I'm gonna win a year and, and go to a contender with a team that's going to fire their head coach next year. I, and, and that's exact and that's exactly what some of these coaches are going to do. And like I said, it's 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 in a long scheme of things, it's better to to make the smart move for yourself and what and and your longevity because like I said, head coaching longevity in today's today's game is very very little. Very, very little. There is a handful of coaches that have been around five or more years. That's crazy to think about. There is a that you can probably count up to fucking eight to ten. I would guess that have been for Zach Taylor is in that in that category. By the way, the Bengals head coach has been. This will be his sixth season coming up. There's which is very, wild very, to me to think few. about. There's very, very few. Very, very few of them. Like I said, they're, they're, you don't last very long this league. So it's smart. Mm-hmm. It's smart. And like I said. Washington had to hire Dan Quinn. They, they, Dan, Dan Quinn was the longest tenured, and they're trying to restart everything there. I guess it's a good move for them. Hopefully, they uh, uh, maybe go go trade for a quarterback that was successful for with with Dan Quinn. Maybe maybe send a couple draft picks a, way, a certain way um, for a quarterback that's aging and and doesn't and, and and has played for Dan Quinn and won a Super Bowl with Dan Quinn. Maybe I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Um, number three, maybe I don't know. I, I'm just saying, but we'll see. Dan but, Quinn uh, was in Seattle. Yeah, he was a defensive coordinator for Legion of Boom. 
Oh, yeah. No, I just I thought he just appeared in Atlanta, like he spontaneously uh, combusted. That's on. how that's how he got that job. Was he got to the he won the Super Bowl with, with against the Broncos, and then he got to the Super Bowl with that great defense, Legion of Boom, and that's how he got the job in Atlanta. The second pick for Russell Wilson. Uh, look, it's uh, I wouldn't give him, I wouldn't give up the second pick no, for Russell Wilson. No, I would give up maybe a fifth gonna, or a seventh. But maybe they're gonna try and I bet you they try and jump Chicago because they're scared Chicago is gonna draft. You know that guy's going to go for Williams. It's a new owner. The new owner wants everything brand new, so he's going to go for the shiny toy in the in the combine, whatever there's a, we think there's about There's a handful it. of teams that, that are going after that shiny toy. Apparently the Broncos are in discussion to try to figure it out. I don't know how. But I it's not hope made for you that doesn't happen. I hope so too, Jimmy. He's all I'm going to say. You know how I stand on it. You know I, I hope so too. So We'll have plenty of time to discuss that. Um and you, you also mentioned McDonald, the defensive coordinator for Baltimore, did get hired by Seattle. So that Seattle's, job has now been Seattle's filled. Trying to get younger and trying to reset everything too. Um, well, I mean, they know. were the oldest. They had the oldest coach in the in the NFL. The guy's eighty. He's eighty. That's he's the youngest uh, acting head coach. I wonder if he's going to go back to college. I don't know. If, no, he I'm might be too old and crotchety. He's too old to go on a fucking. Uh, uh, Recruiting tour? Are you kidding me? I man, sitting at home right now. What do you mean recruiting guy. tour? He's just gonna have Will Ferrell fly up to Seattle and bring in the recruits. Be like, hey, you want a picture? <laughs> you want to re- reenact Step Brothers or Old School? Which one? That's fair. That's fair. We're going streaking. That was those. Speaking, I know that we already moved on from the AFC Championship, but the Kelsey video where he jumped out of the box. I don't know if we gave that enough credit. Jason Kelsey's my spirit animal. Look, J- J- Jason Kelsey, if, if he if he brings back backyard football and backyard baseball, I'll build him a statue myself. Like I don't, I don't. Video care. game? Yeah, the, the, he, they're on oh. his po- on his podcast this week. He said he's been secretly I trying. I haven't gotten to theirs yet. He's been secretly. Uh, that's the one clip I saw from the show. Well, I've seen a couple, but that's the one I want to paying attention to at least. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw he's he's secretly trying to buy the that rights be... to, to the sports. And if he does that, I will build him a statue myself because those yeah, are the I... Those are the greatest games known to mankind. Nico, we might be getting NCAA football, those games back. I, the, oh, other, the last one, it's a little bit too far-fetched to ask for, but I would really like uh, – did you ever play the EA Fight Night, the boxing video games? No, I never did those. Fight yeah. Night 3. It, they I mean, you're, basically, the you're basically getting those with UFC, kind yeah, of. They, adding boxing, but Instead of the buttons, it was the stick control. So your right yeah. stick was your, your punches, and if you moved it to the left or right, that decided the hands – and you could – it was a lot of fun. I'm it's not going to lie. Look, it's a PlayStation 3 game. So. If those games come back, PS2, all the PS2 games, Guitar Hero, fucking SSX, Tricky, like if all those games come back, man, it would be enough to, to make a grown man cry is all I'm going to say. We sound – and this is bad because I am in my parents' basement. We sound very millennial right now. It's not our generation, but we – Our games are better. So I'm going to say. Our games are way Spyro. better. Spyro. I give me Spyro now. Oh, uh, and – MVP football. I was actually talking to my students today. I was like, I, because they were talking about virtual reality. I said, yeah, it's cool. And it's kind of what I was always hoping for as a kid. But I always wanted a video game where like you stepped in and it was a full simulation. So when you got tackled, you felt the tackle. When you blocked, you felt the block. And one of the kids looked at me and goes, what are they going to call it? CTE? I was like, oh, you, you know what? That's not wrong. Not funny to talk about. Okay. But I feel like I'm pretty smart, and I, I definitely have some CTE uh, in, my, in my background. And I know that we've talked about it. We've given each other plenty of issues that we're 
going to have to attempt to fix here in, in the upcoming future. Um, let's, let's talk about some other sports besides football because football is going to be on our minds and, and it's always going to be there because the off season, who knows what else is going to happen? What other drama is going to unfold? Is this the off season of love for Travis and Taylor or are this, is it splitsville for the mega couple? We'll have so much time to figure it out. Um, I'm just going to let you kind of go off on this one. The ducking continued. You predicted it, and and it was correct. I, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Look, I, look, I, I attended Saturday's Listed game. Listed in the uh, injury report? It was okay. a pre, pre-game injury? Are you shitting me? Look, it's – it's it's. It, I, I am going to be careful with my words here because, uh, one, it's I, I'm not going to just – absolutely tirade this man more than he already has because if I, I feel bad for philly fans because i feel bad for philly fans and i that they have to defend him i feel bad for the philly fans that paid fucking 500 dollars for first level first first level tickets to get some to see their guy play in the city they live in look i i it's 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 crazy that this man has not played since 2019 like like look there there's a lot of things that i'm not this is before the fucking covid we're we are three full years full years past when covid first began Let's not forget that. Three full years. It is February fucking 1st. Like COVID first started 2020 around February. And we are three full entire years since COVID, and the NBA still has not played here. Players like Vince Carter, Tony Parker, I saw, I saw this, Richard Jefferson have played more games in Denver, Colorado since the year 2010 than Joel Embiid, who, who, who fucking hasn't played, who's been in the league since 2016. And look, I. It is it is crazy to me that, that that this man keeps getting defended like this. And look, the guy had an injury. The guy fucked up his leg. I, I I've he, he's actually injured. Meniscus badly injured. Dude's out for two or three weeks. But I I cannot sit here and tell you that 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 the, this whole new wave of basketball has got so unbelievably soft, unbelievably soft. The the, the man said, "Do not put me on the fucking uh, uh, injury report because you knew what was going to happen." He knew what was going to happen. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that 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 every ESPN outlet, TNT, uh, uh, Fox Sports, whatever the fuck you want to call it, was all going to say, "Well, five years, five years since he hasn't played. Oh, only five games left until he's not he's not able to be be uh, uh, eligible for a first team All NBA or the MVP award." We'll talk about that here in a minute. But it is wild to me that that today's players, today's players don't want to fucking play. It is wild to me. It is unbelievably wild to me that, that, that we are at this point where, where NBA players are saying the 65-game rule was an absolute chance. Because, look, if you – just say you're Professor Jimmy specifically. If you showed up to, to, to your class 75% of the time, 75% of the time, you were, you were a really good teacher for the first fucking four months of it. Great teacher, first four months of it. And then, but you missed like one day a week. You miss one day a week, but you're a really good teacher for four days a week. And then at the end of the season, or at the end of the school year, you give an exam, and it's it's a fucking tiddlywink quiz that they give to second graders, and the whole class fails it. What do you do? You think that you'd go up to your your? Where's my MVP trophy? Where, where's your Where's your promotion, Jimmy? Where's your promotion? Yeah, where's your exactly. Where's your bonus? Right? We gotta like, go that, teach in Philly. Twenty five percent of basketball games. We're not asking for much. We're asking you to play 75% of basketball games. Like, you get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to play. Hundreds of millions of dollars to play for. 
Like, like look, it's it's not. And look, he has an injury right now. This is not about this week and a half span that that we've been in with him badly getting injured and forcing games to play. It is the regular. It is it is him playing one game in Milwaukee the last three years. It is not playing in Utah since twenty twenty one. It is these just taking nights off games that have been rest days. You can't pick and choose who you play against because if you're doing that in the regular season. You don't get that choice in the playoffs, which is why they always shit the bed in the playoffs. Always. It's why you can pencil in a, a second-round exit at most. And sometimes we think that they're not even going to make it out of the first round. But it's – we talk – I don't know how many times we're going to have that conversation, but Philly is the mentally weakest of most professional That's the like weakest fan base, too, because it, Jimmy, yeah. we were blamed. Oh, for, I, for I listened to the Barstool podcast <laughs> with, a Philly, with a Philly guy, <laughs> and he – He's come up with every excuse in the book for the last three years. Oh now, I'll give him this. Nico, have you ever heard of a worse stretch of fandom than being a Philly sports fan for the past however many years that it's been, where they're at oh, second God. place, lose the Super Bowl, second place in, in women's soccer or whatever it was that one year, MLS. Lose the um, World Series. Second the World Series. For the third yeah. straight year. It's hilarious, Jimmy. Like, look, I, I didn't. Did you know we had those powers? That as Denver sports fans, we have the powers of injuring players. I didn't know. Did you know? Because, because, because these are new powers. These are new powers. Maybe and look, uh, then, then obviously I'm very being very sarcastic, and, and let me point that out. Maybe we need to make 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 Mahomes injured for us for you to win a Super Bowl for when me to win a Super Bowl because we have those powers now. We have those powers to no. injure players. Those powers lucky are for, <laughs> lucky for Mahomes. He waited till Burrow got injured. And, we we, we have we playing. have those powers apparently. That's what Philly is 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 now come to because hey Jimmy, we're irrelevant. That's what I heard this week. We're irrelevant. Oh my god, we're irrelevant. It's fucking hilarious. The Denver fans are trying to stay relevant. Oh fuck! I, I hold on, Jimmy. Put up the ticker because did did we win anything last year? Did uh, do we have the two time MVP on our team and the reigning That's finals MVP? Also- yeah. Are we irrelevant? Are we irrelevant? Fuck. Oh, and, and has our MVP oh, has man. our MVP ever ducked a game in Philadelphia? Or has he our always known oh, whether he gets his blow, doors blown off or not? Does he does he or does he not always play in Philadelphia? Our MVP has missed five games in four years. Oh fuck, man. Oh, we're we're <laughs> NBA. Oh man, I, people aren't talking about Jokic enough. Oh no. The national media, they're not saying Jokic's name. Oh no. Oh no, Jimmy! We're irrelevant. How will we ever recover? Oh no! I'm like we're, we're we're irrelevant. We're trying for clout. Oh no! It's 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 so bad. Oh no! We're in trouble, Jimmy. If, if we were we chasing recover? clout, will we really go after Philadelphia? Is my oh. when we go after the the head of the snake in New York, or I mean, we go at Los Angeles plenty because of because of the NBA. But wouldn't we go after somebody bigger than Philly? Do you really oh, think of yourself that highly that you're like the gatekeepers? Oh, you you just want to tear down the Philadelphia excellence. What excellence? Forty-one years since since the uh, since the Sixers have won a championship. They've won three NBA championships, by the way. They've all those championships they won were in the ABA, by the way. When when there was fucking four teams in the league, so let's not forget about that. Uh, the best the, talent scouting they've had is in an Adam Sandler they, movie recently. They, the Eagles have one Super Bowl win in fucking 50 years of existence. The, yep. the, the Phillies haven't won the World Series in fucking 12 years or longer than that, for yeah, nearly 20 I, years. I, I'm going to – because Flyers have not been as good. Are we relevant? Me? We're, we're, are we relevant, Jimmy? I guess I guess this is what a relevancy feels like. I really – I guess we're – Oh, and when is, when's the last time the Flyers 
won a world uh won a stanley cup that was in the oh, 70s right uh like, 2008 was the uh, phillies last world series i love this 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 era of relevancy Jim. i really do it, it must suck to to have the best player in basketball and best player in hockey in our city and it like it's it's man it sucks it's just so relevant man so so uh, unbelievably relevant we man, need to look. have this conversation today i i was having to sit through class and i heard one of the kids say you know denver's just kind of bad in all sports right now the rockies suck the broncos suck i was like dude did we or did we not just win an NBA and a Stanley Cup championship? Yeah, that's what I thought. Now sit down and shut up. We were the talk of the college football world literally fucking four months ago, too, by the way. That's not yeah, forget about that. we still have the highest profile coach, and we're probably bringing Hall of Famers in on the coaching staff. Let's not, let's not forget about those little little, little miniature things. But, yep, still still relevant, still relevant. So, so look, that, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. And now, look, this new debate of the 65-game rule is, is something I really want to talk about because it is, it is, it is unbelievably – I know, Tyler. I know you and I agree with this. It, it's hilarious. It, 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 it's oh, it's – it's There's too many Bill players. Burr. You're gonna have to be more specific. The Bill Burr rant. It's 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 unbelievable here. So this 65 game rant is one of the best rules the NBA has ever implemented. Because like I said, I was at that game on Saturday. I was at the game on Monday night when the Bucks played the played the Denver Nuggets here in Denver. That was one of the best games of the year. Watching Giannis, Dame versus Jokic, Jamal Murray. That's what you want to see. That's what you pay fucking. That's what you pay TV deals for. That's what you pay jersey sponsorships for. You don't pay guys for going there. There were there were fans at that Bucks game, little kids wearing Bucks jerseys, and you know what? I don't blame them because Jonas is a great face for the league, right? He's 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 likable. He's, he's a crazy last name. Like he's 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 absolutely world nature. fan base into it. World fan base, a, great for the game, great for the game. Yeah. He's 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 won a championship, one MVP. He's done then they're all, all done all that. They were there to watch their favorite player play, and they were so damn excited. I also walked into that read on Saturday, as and look, I walked into that read as the news broke. The news broke on my phone balls, waiting in line to go through security. Five minutes before the fucking tip-off that he wasn't playing. And I saw at least 10 or 15 Sixers fans, especially kids, give the notification and be like, he's not playing. This is where we're at. This is where we're at, Malik. This is where we're at. Gone are the days of Kobe and Michael Jordan being like, you know what, people come to pay and see me. I, I cannot take a day off because this may be the only time that these guys ever see me play. This may be the only time, right? Because you know what? Maybe that kid got those tickets for Christmas and went five hundred dollars, and those parents sweated their ass off of those tickets to come see his favorite player play. And 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 this sixty-five game rule is not for for fuck. It's it's the fucking put a stamp market on this league of being soft, because the fact that a team the, the, the guys are complaining about missing fucking uh, a quarter of the season is, is is absolutely wild to me. It's unbelievably wild to me because, like I said. I, those kids did not pay, and I didn't. I didn't look, at, my family has season tickets, so I didn't pay. But the people don't pay to watch Kelly Oubre versus fucking Nicole Jokic for, for the for the marquee rivalry matchup of the weekend. It was the prime spot. It was the three. It was, yeah, I was gonna say they, they the, built the entire weekend around there that was, one there matchup. Was, there was Disney Plus commercials, Jimmy. I was watching Percy Jackson, and the and B Jokic commercial came up. There was ESPN commercials. There was Hulu commercials. About it. everywhere. They were saying MVP versus MVP, world champion versus reigning MVP, and this happens. It, it's it's not a fact that he's injured anymore. It's the fact that we this is where this league is at right now. Where 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 there's a reason why this league is number two and and scarcely scarcely holding on to that. It'll never be number one because Patrick Mahomes plays every fucking away game, except yeah. if he's if he's badly injured. If you play the Kansas City Chiefs walk into town, 
You know you're seeing Patrick Mahomes. There's zero doubt about it. Zero. Zero. That's why the NFL has the best turnout of any of the other sports. You 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 know that if if you're if you're going to going to see the Bengals play at home, unless he's fucking badly injured, Joe Burrow's playing. I don't know if I walk into an arena, pay all this money for a game that I, that my favorite player is going to play. There is a handful of guys that I can say that for. Jokic is one of them. Because like I said, five five missed games, maybe it's more, maybe it's upwards of ten, but ten missed games in four years is absolutely excellent. I have watched this man play more than more than a handful of people because of, because my family has season tickets, and I, I will never take it for granted anymore. I will never take it for granted because watching this man play overnight is a damn gift because I didn't get this for so long. This team was damn bomb dwelling. Like, like, look, you, what we, it's funny because the difference between that game and the game that ended the night, and I, I hope Tyler and, 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 and Darren are still listening because that Warriors-Lakers game was, was, was one of the best games of the whole fucking season. It was one of the best games of the whole season. It was because you saw LeBron versus Steph Curry, two guys that fucking play, that, that, that have built reputations in this league. And you know what? They realize it's a big game, and they're not scared to run from the smoke. Plain and simple. And it, it's – like I said, I, I, it's sad for the game that I love. I love basketball. I love basketball. I love NBA basketball. I love college basketball. It's my favorite sport. It was not my best sport growing up, but I love it more than anything. And and to see that that this is the star of your game, quote unquote, star of your game, and and we're worried about him missing games because of he can't play fucking sixty five games in an eighty two game season. But cry me river, Philly. Cry me a fucking river. The MVP award's gone. He's out to two to three weeks. So he, so bye bye to that. So, so it looks like uh, run, dread it, run from it. It sucks for us Denver fans because we don't want him to win a third, but he's going to win third, a third MVP. Unless Shea, unless Shea goes nuclear in the second, which he could. I hope, I, I would love to see Shea win an MVP this year. We don't care about the fucking MVP, okay? We don't. We really don't, okay? So I would love to see Shea to go nuclear and get himself a fucking MVP trophy. But more than likely, <laughs> number one five will have his third MVP trophy in, in his in his trophy's case. Because guess what? Not only is he the best player on one of the best teams in the league, he shows up every fucking night, every fucking night, and does this. I, I look seventy point games cool. Embiid's on an offensive tear right now, but I don't know if he's gonna play every night. Plain and simple. I would rather have 30, 20, and ten. 30, 10, and ten every night. Than 70 fucking five, 75 and fucking four, one every 15 games. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And, and if you're, and then that's because we have a championship mentality, and the Sixers are trying to win. And Sixers fans and Philly fans in general are just trying to bite at something to win at something because they're holier than all of us. All right. I, I'm glad that we had that conversation, and it actually turned out to be more about the league than, than just that one situation. Uh, last thing to clean up before we get into UFC, and then the, we're going to wrap up with uh, me revealing the new Pick'em standings because that has changed after the uh, championship round, and now Super Bowl is even more interesting. We'll have to figure out how that's going to work out when, when we finish that up next week. Enemy turn friend, the Avalanche cho- choose to sign uh, Zach Parisi from Edmonton. They get him for the rest of the season. I didn't know he um, was Edmonton. Yeah, that, that was where the, the last stop. Actually, it was New York. That's uh, I just got mixed up by the colors. The Islanders. Um, it's his 11th season, and, and he hasn't played at all this year, so it's a little bit – it's not the fix of, of the top six in the forward situation that we're seeing. Um, I was listening to our, our buddies over at Tell It As It Is, and Griffin and Christian were having the conversation. The, the trade deadline's a little bit more interesting. You obviously, like – 
<clears throat> I don't know if this is to replace Johansson, but I feel like maybe they're not going to go for as big of a fish at 2C, and they're still going to get rid of Johansson, but maybe bring in an extra goalie because that's been kind of proven like you might need more than one set of legs back there. We don't have another set of NHL legs besides Georgie. We talked about that already in a couple episodes ago. And like I said, Georgie, he has the most wins in the NHL right now. That's because of the amount of games he's playing. That's the, the, and look, he, he like I said, your his save percentage is not as good as what it would like to be. That's because of the amount of fucking games he is playing. It's one thing to wear a goalie out. Like you throw out your throw out your goalie out there for eighty two games and play a hundred games in a fucking six month, seven month span. That is not a long. That is not a. That is not a recipe for success. That's not a recipe for success. Um, with 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 what uh, Vancouver did, especially, I think it was either Tuesday or Monday with the trade for Lindholm. We were never in that sweepstakes. I'll tell you that right now. We giving up fucking two firsts, two seconds, and two NHL ready players for him for one year. Hell no, absolutely not. So I'm glad we dodged that bullet. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but that for that price pack price tag for for more than likely not. Resigning him next year, absolutely not. So I'm I'm glad, but like I'm glad we didn't pull that trigger. But there's opportunities out there for guys, and like I said, I, there's 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 two guys that that there are, there are still one guy that's for sure coming back, and that's Valda Chushkin. He's for sure going to be coming back here shortly. I'm uh, not sure exactly when the time comes up, but he'll be back before the end of the season. Uh, and then you ha- you'll get possibly your C back, possibly, and that's two massive additions. You don't need to hit a home run. You do not need to hit a home run. You need to hit on a move for guys that are looking for cups. Zach Parise is absolutely looking for a cup right now. Man, is like I said, eleven years, twelve years in the league. No, yeah, no, this, no Stanley Cup final appearances. Not, not even one. Not even one. So, so he is absolutely seeing an opportunity. And guys like, guys like uh, uh, Darren Helm, Andrew Cogliano, who were basically no, basically just thought afters on their bad teams. You put them in systems where they can flourish with good players around them, and they're hungry for a cup. That adds a little more juice to the lakes. There's a little more pep in your step walking to the arena. There's a little more pep in your step in practice, knowing that you know we have a, I have a real chance to make it a positive impact for a championship team. That, yeah. that that's that's what guys like Parise and, and some of these other additions that will probably make the deadline have, will come to realize. And I think Joe and 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 company will will absolutely realize that. I don't I, – I trust them, but it is interesting now. Like, you're definitely – if they keep Johansson, that's just a spot that you're probably not even going to use come playoff time, and and you have to address it in some other way. Um, but the goaltender situation is starting to be like – you you thought you were going to have Francis, and now that you don't, you need to fill – at least try to fill that hole because right now what they're what they're attempting to do is, is not sustainable. Um I know that it's a week early, but we're not going to be able to touch on this. I don't know why they're – I guess Saturday of Super Bowl weekend uh, isn't the worst time to put put something on. Okay. UFC 298, Volkanovski versus Topuria. Is this uh, in Vegas too? This I, one? I would guess it probably is, right? Uh, Anaheim, California. Oh, oh, that's unfortunate. I was going to say, if it's in Vegas too with literally this – I mean, they could have made – they could have made this a fucking show. Is all I'm gonna say. If this was in Vegas, this, this, they could have made this the the penultimate freaking card of the year. Obviously, 300 is coming up, but you could have had a celebrity on celebrity on celebrity at that event on Saturday night. Obviously, the teams wouldn't have been there, but everybody else that's there for Super Bowl week, there are thousands of thousands of celebrities, especially going to Vegas this year. For and you could have had that for here. 
wasted opportunity if you don't ask me. But who am I? Just a fucking guy that lives in the sports industry and loves marketing. You did go to school for it. I I will give you that. You know what you're talking about. I think that it's a, they're just trying to get to 300. And I think they're going to say that Connor's going to save 300. Um, It's better than the last pay-per-view that they they're putting, they put out with Strickland and Duplessis being the only uh, fight on the card that, had any kind of juice the title fight obviously is going to be interesting you have at 185 costa and whitaker that's probably going to be at at least a contender maybe not next title shot but if you win you get yourself into that mix um and those are two guys that were close whitaker had the belt and and they could they could go on and make a run because ddp who knows what's going to happen with that it's kind of been tossed around um the middleweight championship has been tossed around quite a bit then you have Suhudo making his return, and he's got a hell of a matchup with, with Vashvili, and, and that's not going to be an easy fight. He's actually an underdog. Vashvili is a fucking animal. Like that, he's that's the truth. He is. He is. He is the. I'm not going to call him Habib, but he is the next wave of of Dagestani uh, wrestlers, especially in that small weight division. And, and look, Suhudo's a wrestler. You, you're not going to be able to wrestle him. What are you, that brother, that brother, brother, he wrestled bears. Okay, he, he didn't wrestle Olympians. He wrestled bears. Okay, that's all I'm going um, to say. Henry Suhudo, yeah, it, it'll well, be well, if, if they do decide to wrestle Henry Suhudo. Once he became an MMA, he's become more of a boxer. Um, but if they do decide to wrestle, that is uh, that's an experience that I've never been able to replicate in person. Was seeing him actually wrestle against somebody. He wrestled high school here. He went to. He finished his high school career in Colorado Springs, so he can train at the OTC while he didn't go to college. And he, the poor kid that he had to wrestle in the state championship, he took him down. Uh, oh, what is it? Because you have to score fifteen points. He took him down eight times and let the guy up, and, and scored a tech fall that way. He he held he held the takedown record like 400, 500 takedowns in a season. That's how unreal he was. But it, it's a different time, and he's older. He's coming back into into the game. This is crazy. I'll be honest. Like, I I I didn't expect him to not fight for the title anymore. Like, I I, I thought he because he he's been retired for two years until he lost to uh, was it to Volk or who was it to? I forgot who it was to. Was His loss somebody. was to Sterling. To Sterling, that's right. To Sterling. Like, I I expected him to be like, oh, I'm done. Instead of fight to try to get back to the title after being retired for two, three years. It's wild to me. But hey, I guess that paycheck is pretty nice. He's really competitive, too. That's that's the thing that we, as an Olympic athlete, he's probably so competitive that he needs to go out with a win. And the UFC's not doing him any favors, but they never do anybody any favors. Uh, Ian Gary, also another interesting name, a guy that they're looking to push up the card. Uh, but like we said, it's it's not the greatest from top to bottom, but it will be better and, and probably more entertaining than 297 was. Um, 298 coming up next weekend. Finally, we get to it. Uh, it's a five-point race, so the Super Bowl is going to decide the winner of the playoff pick them. Uh, I got lucky in not being able to pick the Ravens and, and stole the Chiefs. Um, that, that's what ended up flipping things, but it's close. Uh, Pickums this year have all been close except for the college one that you won, and and I still need you to get you the the crown and the belt. Um, by the way, American Nightmare, back to back Royal Rumble champion, first yeah. guy since uh, who who was Stone last? Cold. I think it was Stone Cold. Stone Cold, yeah, Stone Cold. Uh, yeah. I'm very Michael very happy. Stone Cold. And look, if you're a wrestling fan, welcome to part of the show where Jimmy and I are fucking absolute nerds when it comes to this shit. Um, but, but yeah, I look, I I watched the Royal Rumble. I yes, I watched that set of 
Saturday Night Basketball games, weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, look, I, I've been watching old NXT. I, I'm in a wrestling fix right now. It's that time of the year where you get your wrestling fix. And Cody Rhodes is is I, I have I have nothing but great things to say about Cody Rhodes. He absolutely deserve be he absolutely deserves to be a two timer. And look, I love CM Punk. I think he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But obviously, him not going to WrestleMania now and, and being out, and, and obviously all the injuries that have happened up until um, what WrestleMania could 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 have been, and now it won't be, um, is very very sad. But Cody Rhodes getting the stardom that he deserves is is absolutely well due because he's there's not there's not a better. I'm not going to say ambassador because John Cena is still the greatest ambassador this sport, this this not sport, this fucking entertainment will ever have. Like it is the like the man has more make a wish, make a wish, uh, uh, wishes, make a wishes granted than in the history of make a wishes than, than anybody. That's not even close. The man has done more movies, TV stuff to put a great face to the WWE. But Cody Rhodes is absolutely the next guy to take the helm of being the good guy for that company because he he is he's done everything the right way and, and has done a great job giving back, especially to youth organizations, youth wrestling, and and, and all that kind of stuff. So. Is it unfortunate that my guy didn't win? Yeah, but I'm glad Cody Rhodes was the guy to do it. The Royal Rumbles are always interesting to me. They're my one of my favorite modes to play in the video game, but like watching it is just so I I'm a sucker for like the my favorite match of all time is the old Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero stuff from like WCW and and when they're I love a good back and forth. I love like holy shit, these guys are, look like they're absolutely killing each other right now. You don't, not you don't the grotesque that. violence. That's not what I'm into. But like the, the physical, strong style stuff is is probably what I like. Best and, and look, it's important to note this. Is it scripted? Absolutely. Is it fake? No, because these motherfuckers tricep. These motherfuckers get hurt. They're not faking these injuries. <laughs> They're not faking throwing their body everywhere. Is it scripted? Yeah. But so is the fucking movie tonight that I'm going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Right? So is like, Percy like, Jackson that you just mentioned that you were watching earlier. Exactly. It, it's, like, TV, it's what entertainment is. It's, it's, it's my form of entertainment. Do I enjoy it? Yeah. Do it, is, is, it, is it funny sometimes to see our truth run out at the Women's Royal Rumble? Absolutely. I get a cackle out of it. Seeing the tag into the Royal Rumble match. Hilarious. But I, I think that, look, it's my sense of humor and, and I enjoy the storytelling that these matches tell and, and what these wrestlers do because, like I said, it's it's fifty to sixty men and women um, that come that come out every week and put their bodies on the line doing stupid shit. Just be, it, it's it's fucking it's watching circuit Cirque du Soleil every single week with yeah. with guys fake fighting each other. That that, yeah. that that's why I enjoy it, and that's why it's, you enjoy it. I know that's why a lot of people enjoy it, and actually that's what I said. People saying out there it's fake. These motherfuckers get hurt. Motherfuckers get hurt. Is it scripted? Absolutely. It's These a live guys soap opera. It still it, hurt. It's a live soap opera. I remember when we were there when uh, we were at one of the ones where Rain speared Big Show, and even up in in the box we were like, "Oh, this is." I I don't know why, but I'm just excited. I just have this energy, this buzz. There My is skin so is right. crawling. I don't I don't know why. I, I will but, say, like I saw some of the pictures from the Royal Rumble. And I've been to the Royal Rumble. I was there in 2019 when I was in Arizona, actually, at the D-back Stadium, one of the coolest events I've ever been to. Dude, <laughs> you got to bring your fucking binoculars. Those, that shit sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, right now, I, I enjoy it. I would not want to go to one of the stadium shows. I, I, I have look, no interest I, in that. My, one, of my, one of my bucket list items is to go to WrestleMania. And, look, I will probably have to bring binoculars. But it's just kind of just being there. That's the whole reason for it. It's not so I can fucking watch it. It's to say I was there. 
Um, but you want to go they, on a Jericho cruise? They, oh God, with everything that's happened with him, I don't know about that either. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've only been looking at the McMahon stuff. I have not ventured into Jericho was also in Russia too. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, look, and, and Saturday, for those that don't know, and obviously we're we're going on a rant here and fight us. It's the end of the show. Fuck it. Um, look, uh, it's McMahon. Uh, McMahon was not in the company of the WWE for the first time on Saturday. First time. And it's history. 45, 46 years? Something around there? It's 40, 40 WrestleManias. I know it's five years or so of like non-WrestleMania fucking events in the world of wwe or wwf time so i look it's it's 45 years and first ever night without mcmahon in charge no vince obviously with everything that's come out no stephanie who's at home with her kids no shane no linda no vincent kennedy like there's 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 no mcmahon and it's triple h and tony khan funny enough do you know who tony khan was was an agent for yeah he was uh well no i know that khan tony khan was the guy who helped start AEW. No, 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 Tony Khan, not not Tony Khan. It's fucking uh, it's something else, Khan. It's I, I don't know. Um, glad that's going to piss me off. Tony Khan is the AEW guy. There's another Khan guy that 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 is the that is the COO now of the WWE, and he was Tim Tebow's agent. Oh. Tim Tebow's sports agent. I uh, it's going to piss me off. It's yeah. It's that Tony seems Khan like it's a little bit of a pointed thing. Like they hired him because of everything that's coming out of the Khan. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. Nick that's Khan. Nick huh? Khan. Sorry. Not, it was good. Not, it was a good event. It was a decent event. Wasn't my favorite, but no, they're they're, they're building this stuff. I don't I don't think anything's going to change. Unfortunately, it's going to be just like WrestleMania last year. I I think I think we're going to see more of Triple H's touch on everything. I I think that it's going to take a little bit of time, but what we saw of uh, NXT in the early days, like like we're well, not the early days, but like when he when he had when he had just fucking war game matches every other fucking takeover and just absolutely guys being the hell out of each other and just mean bad machines along with funny side gimmicks like i think we'll see that again and i think like i said triple h is having triple h as the head guy of everything right now is so much better so much better for for viewership for everything because this all everything that's come out about vince mcmahon is, is horrendous 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 stuff that should be fucking gone from this business and look there is zero doubt and look this this is the old adage of separating the character from the guy because Benoit, Chris Benoit, the fucking wrestler, was one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he was a fucking shitty-ass person and doesn't deserve to be recognized in anything with wrestling. This man, one of the greatest promoters, one of the greatest one of the greatest uh, storytellers of all time. This shit's all true, 100%. Doesn't fucking deserve to be fucking mentioned in any of this shit anymore because of the people who created this were the guys that, that were behind the, the cameras entirely. So... I'm excited to see this new direction with new people ahead of charge, and it should be fun. I think that's a good place. All you diehards that are still with us live Thursday night, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Be sure before you leave, leave a like, a comment, tell us what you thought about the show, and subscribe to the channel. Check out uh, our show on Variety Sports, Talking the Gridiron. I believe we're taking a week off, or we might be back on Sunday after the Pro Bowl. But we'll definitely be back uh, for a pre-Super Bowl show, and then also after – the game on Sunday. I think we're planning on Monday night being the last one of the season. So Variety Sports, we got Talking the Gridiron. They have seventh inning stretch, double-double podcast, um, plus all of the, the normal content and shows that you're able to find over there. So if you like our channel, be sure to check out theirs as well. And, and one, uh, more thing, one more thing. I'll, I'll plug this one more time. Rank the Lopes. We're 19-2, about to be 22 after tonight. Give us a damn number next to our name. 
That, that's March Madness is right around the corner. People don't realize there's an extra day in February this year. It is a leap year. So if you're born in a leap year, happy fourth birthday or whatever, whatever it might be for you. Um, but this is going to be uh, this time is about to get intense because also Big Ten dual season. I don't uh, you'd be very surprised. I'm wrestling has taken over my life. I go to wrestling tournaments all weekend and I come home and I watch college wrestling duels throughout the rest of the week. And uh, Ohio state Penn state is coming up yeah. tomorrow night. And that's, so I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Cause, cause, cause the cross is taking over my life. There's a chance I, I, I might coach again, by the way. And there, and, and, and obviously I'll be in DC uh, for the super bowl. While the yeah. super bowl will be playing, I'll be in DC. So for, for the, for the champ series and, 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 and look, we're going to win champ series. I'll leave it at that. There we go. Uh, with that, I think that's a good ending point at FVOTB Pod, all social medias. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, episode 170 for myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co host, Nico Bryant. Thank you very much for tuning in live, episode 170 of the Far Under the Bench podcast. We will see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. 